The scripture lesson today is the third chapter of the book of Philippians. I will begin reading. I will begin reading in the second part of the fourth verse, Philippians 3 and 4. Hear the word of God. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I, Paul, have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet, whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through the faith of Jesus Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his suffering by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind, and if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. This is the word of the Lord. A few years ago, the Davises and the Werners were together at a theater concert, at a McCarter Theater. We were at McCarter Theater for a concert. That would be Noel, our director of worship and arts, and Wendy, spouse, my spouse Kathy, and me. We met for dinner somewhere in town and then headed over to McCarter for a concert that the cellist Yo-Yo Ma was in the billing. Now we knew that Yo-Yo Ma would not be there. It was a concert, of a, it was a touring concert series that Yo-Yo Ma had something to do with starting. A group of musicians from around the world come together to play instruments and music from around the world. We didn't really know what to expect in terms of the content of the music. I think Noel probably did, but he didn't tell us. And I don't really have the vocabulary to describe the music and the experience of listening to it. I can tell you that the bagpipes were amplified, <laughs> right? Noel shaking his head, yes. Let's just say it was a bit of a tough slog. At intermission, Kathy remembered that since we'd not gone home after work, we both had cars nearby. She leaned over to me and she said, I can't listen to this anymore, I'm going home. <laughs> I said, but what about Wendy and Noel? Kathy said, they can stay. But with some odd sense of obligation, I guess, I remained for the second half. 
When I arrived home at the end of the concert, I found Kathy listening to a recording of Yo-Yo Ma playing Bach's unaccompanied cello suites and sipping a glass of scotch. <laughs> it was a combination of cleansing the palate and affirming that one can never get enough of Bach's cello suites. Kathy's sort of saying, I want more of this. The third chapter of Philippians reads like the Apostle Paul is sort of saying, I want more of this. And the this is Jesus Christ. I want to know Christ, the power of his resurrection. Paul, Paul starts with his resume, his CV, his accomplishments, the stripes he's earned, his confidence. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. But I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Whatever gains I had, I've come to regard as loss because of Christ. I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I regard loss of all things as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, having a righteousness not of my own, but that comes through the faith of Jesus Christ. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Paul's aspirational longing. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. It all sounds so personal. But you remember that Philippians is a letter from prison, Paul's letter from prison to a congregation seeking to be faithful to the gospel in a complex world. If a congregation is to stand strong in the face of outside pressures contrary to the gospel, if a congregation is to mend and maintain relationships worthy of Christ, if a congregation is to exhibit a love overflowing more and more, if a congregation is to produce a harvest of righteousness and glory and praise to God, if a congregation is to witness to life in the face of death and loss, if a congregation is going to be able to rejoice in the Lord always, if a congregation is ever somehow to have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, according to Paul, there has to be this yearning to know Christ more and more, to know Christ in the power of his resurrection. Samuel Wells was once the dean of Duke Chapel. And when he was there, he preached a sermon to the congregation entitled, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Wells encouraged his listeners to, quote, feel the tentativeness of it. I want to know Christ. The tentativeness of it. The preacher suggested that Paul doesn't exaggerate his faith or claim the strength of his own faith here, but acknowledges that he wants, he needs, he yearns to know more. Wells argued that the tentativeness also shares at the end, he also shows at the end of the sentence, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. If somehow, somehow I want to know Christ and his resurrection power. It's fair to say that this tentative take on Paul in Philippians is not the common read. The Apostle Paul and tentative, it's not a common pairing. Most preachers and interpreters would go the other way, 
with Paul's confidence, arrogance, ego, strength. As to this verse in Philippians, favors Paul's, as to this verse in Philippians, found in the common English Bible, the newest of translations, it favors Paul's confidence and certainty. The righteousness that I have come from knowing Christ, the power of his resurrection, and the participation in his suffering. Notice, the righteousness that I have comes from knowing Christ, the power of his resurrection, and the participation in his suffering. Not, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Eugene Peterson's paraphrase rings the same bell. I gave up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally. Experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. That's a way confident Paul. But what about feeling the tentativeness of it? I want to know Christ. That I may come to know Christ. If somehow I can know Christ in the power of his resurrection. Maybe tentative isn't the right word. How about aspirational? Aspirational longing. Urgent aspirational longing. Feel the longing. It just makes Paul seem more accessible, more down to earth, more like you and me here in this place where we gather for worship and sing God's praise and tell of God's love and point to God's grace and proclaim God's faithfulness and speak of God's justice, all the while wanting, yearning, praying to know Christ more and more, to know Christ in the power of his resurrection, wanting more of that and wanting it now. Paul's urgent, aspirational longing in Philippians. It feels different than Paul writing about the future glory to be revealed in Romans. For in this we were hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is not seen? But we hope for what we do not see, and we wait for it with patience. That kind of hope has a longer runway than wanting to know Christ and the power of his resurrection wanting to know more and more now. Yes, Christ has made us his own. Yes, the only righteousness we have comes not from our own, but from the righteousness that comes to us in and through the faith of Jesus Christ. And yes, we press on every day by God's grace and in the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that nothing can take away God's love from us, God's love revealed to us in Jesus. But darn, don't you want to know more? You need to know more? To know Christ in the power of his resurrection so that we might continue to live for and serve and see and experience the ever-present and coming reign of God. Urgent, aspirational longing. It's a bit different than hope because it's yearning to know and see Christ's resurrection power at work in your life and in the world now. Tapping into the strength today that you didn't know that you know didn't come from you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Experiencing a peace and contentment today that was far from your own creation. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Rediscovering a purpose and meaning for these days of your life, a fresh sense of being today. A fresh sense of being today that helps you to rise above, step away, press on amid the fray, the rat race, the stress, the warrior-like expectations of work and life and home. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection today. 
Like a parent who begs for the college student to text every now and then, just so I know everything is all right? Is it too much to ask God for just a glimpse of resurrection power today? Like the teacher who every now and then gets to see the face light up of a student who gains in confidence and understanding. Like the gardener who stands back and admires the beauty of what was planted months ago. Like an athlete on a team during a season full of losses. Is it too much to ask for a win every now and then? Some beauty every now and then? Some assurance and understanding every now and then, God? Our urgent, aspirational longing It is to know Christ and to see the power of his resurrection at work in our lives and in the world. When word of a diagnosis comes and you're being flooded with terms you never had to think about before and you're trying to put together schedules of tests and appointments in real time and process the weightiest of thoughts and emotions, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. When you're being overwhelmed in a semester but by simply not simply by the overflowing syllabus, but by an intellectual world so full of ideas and concepts and thoughts that can so easily rock the faith formed within you long ago. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. When you find yourself there in the pew and the congregation that surrounds you stands yet again to sing of the steadfast love of God and you wonder if you're the only one in the room with big questions and honest doubts, the only one who feels like you're just going through the motions, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. When your heart is heavy with grief that never seems to get any better or you're worried for a friend who always seems to have more than a reasonable share of loss, or the number of deaths among your circle of friends or your friend's parents continues to mount when death just seems to be adding up, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. When it feels to you like the kingdom of God is not only nowhere at hand, but seems to be losing ground in the world and humanity's efforts result in a lack of civility and poor or no decision-making and just getting along is hopeless, making progress is a joke. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. When you find yourself confronted at work or at school or in the public square or in a random way by the forces of darkness and evil, powers and principalities clearly working against the ways of God, the hair on your neck standing up because the hatred or the bigotry or the sin in the room is so palpable, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. The beauty of Bach's unaccompanied cello suites is that when you hear it for the first time, it feels like you could listen to it forever. That's how it is with the resurrection power of Christ at work in life and the world. Once you've witnessed it, experienced it, seen it, there's this longing, this urgent aspirational longing for more of it in life and in the world to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Amen.